tell you what you should do And I'm brainless, which means I'm headless Like Ichabod Crane is Or foreplay less sexist, which makes me saneless With no neck left to hang a chain with Which makes me neckless, less like a necklace death And I ain't use my headrest yet They said they need proof like a vest less chest About the best fair FF jet in the nest Who exudes confidence in the Yeah And then they saw the poison Let me just tell you that today you're actually gonna have proper background music. Yeah. Whatever hellish music is this? What is this, Bob? What music is this that's uh, playing this in the background? This is hardcore, uh, metal tinged hardcore. It's probably late 2000s, I'd say. Maybe, I don't know which band. It sounds a bit like Trash Talk, actually, so it might be early 2010s. You, you, can, you can distinguish between bands? Easily. Don't talk shit. If I know the bands, yeah. There's different guitar sounds, different types of screaming. Like I could I, I would love, I, I would love for you to explain to me like how that works, like on any level. Oh, they well, can't put it softer. Yeah. Well, you know the like difference in cadence and flow between different rappers. Aren't you? Yeah, but it's a lot cleaner. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's a lot cleaner, but you I like that because you, you're going into a topic that I want to bring up. Well, but it's, it's I, like mumble rappers. How the fuck do you know what they're saying? You listen for it. It's the same thing, like you get to, like when you listen to enough. I don't listen to what mumble rappers are saying. You don't, but the guys who do listen to mumble rap. I don't know if they listen to what the mumble rappers are saying. I, I mean, fuck, well, in hardcore, a lot of people do listen to the lyrics. Like, the lyrics are very important and also very good a lot of the time. Like, well, depending. Oh, actually, okay. they're actually terrible yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But the bands <laughs> that like, I grew up on. Like super poetic, rap, super rap like, music lyrics are trash. Yeah, in modern era and back in the day. Like, it's can you come? Team. Can you come move this side, bro? You like you're sitting as far as possible away from the actual sound of the microphone. Well, you should have said that before we started. No, we started now. I'm putting that in like what we just said now. But yes, yeah, can you even up on me? As long as you can hear me. Yeah, it looks like I can hear you. I need to stop laughing as much during this podcast. Oh, by the I way, I fucking hate rap- my laugh. That's what this podcast is. I know. Me too, dog. Like, I really hate the way I laugh, like, you I laugh like a fucking stoner. Like, I get that I'm a stoner, but fuck. Yeah, like, that's a weird thing to, to mark yourself <laughs> down on. Like, that's how, that's your laugh, guys. I'm, I'm actually going to try and make it the whole way through this thing without laughing one time, because that's how much I hate the way I laugh now. Fuck. Yeah, well, that uh, means that I've just got to do my job tonight. I can practice before the, before the show. <laughs> There you go. Oh, there I need go. to reinvent my laugh. I'm gonna, That's what I was I'm thinking. I'm keep trying well. different laughs like as we go oh, throughout was, that night. I was we'll watching SNL the other night. Um, well, just like skits, and they were doing the Zoe. I hate d- SNL. Oh, fuck you. I actively like, hate. Do you know why I hate SNL well, so much? Because the heyday of SNL was so good, dog. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> like but was there's so also good. dope shipping made these days. I like, I'm not saying there's not dope constantly, shipping. Not constantly, like, but whenever I try and watch, like, you have to surf through so much. Um, do you know what I don't? Do you See, know I, I just watch on YouTube. Bro. No, I don't like on SNL. It's the Drake era of SNL. They started fucking with me. Okay, what do you mean by that? Where an artist or a uh, person or someone is on there, and it's definitely to promote something. But it hasn't always been that way. No. Like, I mean, but that, okay, this is why I actually got a little bit annoyed with Mark Maron's show, WTF. Like, I get that it's like, and also like podcasts in general. Yeah. It's like, you know, like the guest is there because they. They have something to say. I don't have a. I, I invited Jet on your. Uh, Jet said he wants to come. Jet went with cool because yeah, well, we brought single. him up. Yeah, yes, but we brought him up before. It wasn't like it was just because. Brought him of up that. a couple of times, but I told him he asked me when can he come on. I actually wanted him to come today, but I thought he can come next week because we can have a luck one next week. Yeah. So because we got some cool shit we want to chat about next yeah, week. We can have a late one next week too. Eh? We're starting a podcast at half nine next week, so it's gonna be. Do you know like are how? We do, are we starting the podcast after the show next week? 
Yeah, do you know normally when we do this show, like the podcast is like quiet like this in the beginning. And then it builds up, yeah. Yeah, so now we're going to start like in the Just middle of the, the madness. Fuck yeah. yeah, after the show, yeah. shit. I'm, you know why? I'm at the Home and Garden show next week, so I only <laughs> finished there at night. <laughs> so well, I'm going to come from the Home and Garden, House and Garden show. Cool, that'll be a vibe. Maybe we could actually do it from Shout out House something. and Garden show. What? What? <laughs> well, that's one of those things <laughs> that I'm They're not sponsoring this. <laughs> Fuck you. Don't come bring your fucking outside money here. That's it. Oh yeah, by the way, um, what's up everybody? You're tuned in to live from the Winston. We are live from the Winston. I am Bob Perfect. And I am Neil Green, live from the House and Garden Show. Well, no, not now, but next week. Come check yeah. me out. We're two, so buy a caravan. We're two comedians and radio presenters who, who got into radio because we wanted to podcast. So. <laughs> I don't know, actually. No, no, I... I got into, I'm not going to go into why I got into radio, but I'm very, very happy. I just got into I radio because I hate, the way like, radio. Like, I'm just like, when I listen to radio, yeah, I hate what I hear, yeah, yeah. so that's kind of why I was like, when I got the opportunity, I was like, I can make a difference here. I can play dope music. How do you feel like, like it's playing out, bro? Like, I don't, like, I don't feel like I'm at a point here where I'm, I'm really, like, my flavor's definitely there, but I haven't. Like, I haven't gotten to where I'm going to get to. I'm going to cut all this out. I mean, I'm just asking already? a conversation. Uh, yeah, well, I'll see how much I cut. I, I'd dig for it to be in because I, f- like, I feel like I'm getting there. Like my I've person, told- Obviously, my personality on this podcast is a lot truer to my actual personality. Of course. But I'm finding a way to bring this personality across. See, that's what I'm trying to do as well. With Diva Arda, in I've a commercial got, radio way. I've got a bit more freedom, I guess. But I also... Definitely. You in a, although, very like, you know, my co-host is forever, like, being like, yo, I can't believe you said that. Like... Yeah. Which is cool, because, I mean, at the same time, I want to engage with people, and I want to not necessarily co- say controversial things, but bring up things that maybe people haven't thought, like, or aren't willing to say out loud as much. And the cool thing is, I've got a platform where I can do that. But think, right? Look, with comedy... The biggest comedians I don't think are representative of what I think is good about comedy. Yeah, I mean, like, it's weird because you watch stuff like um, where you have the big guys talking about comedy and stuff. Yeah. Like, I watch these things because I want to learn, but I don't really learn anything because they're just so far removed from my experience. <laughs> it's That's like my point. They were doing the thing I'm doing 15 years ago. Doc, I'm not even young anymore, but, like, there's definitely... You're still young, like, yeah. relatively. You're in your 30s, that's young. Yeah, yeah, but still... I feel like there's still a disconnect. And this nicely goes to the point that I want to bring up. And I'm tired of us not talking about Lupe. So we're going to talk about Lupe out the gate today. Because, and uh, this is... <laughs> Let me throw in a disclaimer here. Do you like Lupe Fiasco as a rapper? Lupe Fiasco is not my favorite rapper. I know he's not your favorite. I do but think that he has a case to be the, best. the greatest rapper ever. And I'm going to run through it. I mean, I'm, I'm throwing a warning out. I'm throwing a warning out. You know why? Before <laughs> this podcast becomes like super popular, like we did crazy numbers on last week's one, right? We did great numbers. Fairly, on num- fairly good. But I was saying this. But I'm saying, so while I still have a chance to be super nerdy. I think nerdy, I was just getting carbon in <laughs> No, 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 no. That's definitely the content. Because people are talking to me about the shit people are talking about there. And carbon definitely had a boy. And he'll, he'll be back next week as well. We yeah, have chips on there. I definitely think you'll see bumps. But you see, like. The, the thing that I was scared of doing in a podcast on the first two episodes is being really nerdy about, and like really fighting my case and talking about the things that... So I'm going to do that now today. But why would people listen if we're not going to give them real info? You get what I'm saying? So now I'm going to give you the deepest level of real info and later on when we've sold this out and this whole thing is brought to you by Johnson's and Johnson's or whatever, right? And I'm not able to talk about this. 
I don't want to regret this. So I'm going to make a case here now. And you feel free to jump in at every point. Well, for Lupe Fiasco being the greatest rapper of all time based on a couple of metrics here. See, this is going to be a one-sided conversation because I pretty much only know food and liquor. Now, that's my problem with you and with a lot of people listening here. Is that people have dismissed Lupe. I haven't dismissed him, I'm just not that interested. Now, you, especially you as a person that you are, as a person... A connoisseur. No, not just musically. See, that's that's why I'm putting Lupe in this conversation. I'm not just talking musically. I'm talking for a person that cares about the things that you say you care about. And for a person that comes from the background you say you come from. And for a person (laughs) that talks positively about the things you talk about on social media and negatively about Lupe Fiasco has been the forerunner. He has been at the front of movements sometimes before the movement existed. If we go through Lupe's catalog and spoiler alert, we're gonna go through Lupe's catalog <laughs> like for real. Like this is gonna we be. We don't have that much time. I'm in, right? This is gonna be deep. I'm really. I wanna get it done, yeah, right? You're gonna get to your show after this. <laughs> we're gonna run through this because I feel like we disregard Lupe's importance in rap. No, in as music. social commentary, okay. as a philosopher, as a voice of this generation. Because as I'm saying. And this is key. Lupe was speaking about things that we're speaking about now in 2011. But I mean, a lot of and people not just haven't about spoken it. about things, you know, before no, they're coming up now. It's only now that, like, it's, this is exactly. watershed moments. If are, you like, go on Lupe's things. Twitter, the shit that he talks about, they get, it's too much. Like, it's Lupe, is a, Lupe is a person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to, I'm not putting him as a follower. I'm talking about his music. music. Speak philosophically. He's on albums that sold big numbers, like big, successful, commercially viable projects rapping about some of the things we're going to be talking about now. And that's what I'm trying to get to you. <laughs> we go, oh, uh, why is Kendrick we, is probably we, the big example. We, my Kendrick gets praised too much for one. For, cause Ke- no, Kendrick, that's what I'm saying. Cause Kendrick Ken- has never been as outspoken as Lupe has about well, the things Lupe well, that, has been exactly, outspoken about. actually. Because that's the thing about Kendrick. Is like he says a lot in his music and stuff, but he also... He gets too much credit for being woke when and for being socially added. conscious but he's actually not really that much he might be in his spare time lupe is like that in All his the, yeah. music openly like, he, will, he will take four songs out of a big but commercial you think that that's what maybe he was ahead of his time and it turned people off in a weird way it definitely it turned people off okay because unfortunately if you look at his timeline of when he became popular he meant kanye have a very similar trajectory yeah and Kanye and the people that came after that are the people that got all the fame and like picked up everything. But I mean, Lupe was on Kanye's first, second, second projects. But he was around there. But I'm, basically, what I'm trying to say is, let's and let's go to this here. And it's gonna be a, this is gonna be a hard edit for me. I give myself some hard editing craft here because I'm gonna be looking up a lot of stuff because I researched this properly. Like I went into it and I was like, Lupe Fiasco did his first album, Food and Liquor, on the man's first album bro what is first album incredible dude like as an album it's but you, so good you can't say that food and liquor is incredible and then say that's the only one you know and i'm gonna tell but you that why that is I'm the only one i know i'm not saying why other, i'm not saying because, because what he I did never got into his other shit like and that's you can't bad. say that because I can. uh, yeah are you, you can't are you admitting that you did that but what yeah. i'm saying is what he did on food and liquor he did over and over and over again to a high level and, and saw some commercial success from there, well, right? I know, but that's the thing. I have heard But if you're going to run stuff, through Food & Liquor... I don't liquor, really go through other if, stuff. If you're listening to this now and you've never listened to Food & Liquor, 
they give you a very quick synopsis of the kind of things that Lupe Fiasco. I'm gonna skip the first two songs and go to Kick Push. Yeah, the Kick Push is a song about skateboarding. Well, that's the song. An apologetic song about skateboarding. That's the song that got me into Lupe Fiasco. That was on a skate video. Yeah, and that's from there. Seeing the track listing, downloading the like I can't remember how, but getting that like CD, you know, like a copy of the CD of the fucking soundtrack, finding out who that guy was, and then getting that album. That song is like if you're a skater from my generation or your generation. Okay, you know so if you say song. that, what do you think about Kick Push Two? Kick Push Two. Um, <laughs> it's on the same album. Really? It's I don't like even remember exactly. It. Kick Push Two is he takes everything that he said in Kick Push, which Kick Push was a celebrating of skating culture because yeah. he came from a background where you couldn't be black and be a skater. Yeah. And then he did. What was, on, Kick, what was Kick Push Two about? I can't remember. Kick Push Two was about uh, uh, inner city skating group of people okay and it goes that these are actually real stories it goes that these are real stories but he doesn't ever say that it's real stories and not real stories and he goes for a, it's, a, it's a couple an interracial couple talking about why they skate and he's rapping from the perspective okay i do like vaguely remember that this shit gets deep right he talks he, he talks about uh domestic violence he talks about how the, the the female that's a skater how her father was pumping her to the pharmacist for the mother's medication you get what i'm saying yeah i remember the shit and he was addressing this and not in a high and mighty high-handed no, way no just in a that's the way it is kind of like exactly he yeah. was telling the story so, and yeah. the story sounded so vivid i'm gonna be real they're like i kind of believe that it was a real story and he was around people at that time and that's that what might not be necessary well yeah he wasn't saying it was his story anyway like right there's a song on food and liquor called the instrumental you know the instrumental it's, i mean like but I'm not going to go too deep okay. into it because for sake of time and everything, right? But just an example of where Lupe went to on his debut album. And it's a great project. There's a song on there called Daydreaming featuring Jill Scott. And it goes like this. I don't rap. I'm not going to play the song. I'm just going to read the lyrics. Because I think a lot of people sometimes also have a hard time listening to rap lyrics because they tell themselves, I don't listen to rap. Do you know how hard it is to get someone right. to sit down and listen to a rap album if they say, I don't like but rap I music? I also don't get how you, how you can't like rap music. I don't like, like metal. What if there was no, a metal song with like a deeply... No, but like, dude, like... Relative... I, the thing is, I genuinely think if you don't like rap music, it's because you're racist. Like, <laughs> like, That's a reach, though. No. My like, wife don't like rap music. Hold on. My wife doesn't like rap music. Then she's racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying she's not racist. <laughs> no, but no, I'm saying like for well, real though. It's like, just because like, to me it's weird because sonically... Like, no, like uh, rap females especially. My wife is a misogyny example. in it, yeah. I can understand she gets that. Put, she's been put but on sonically, rap. I can I can't understand not liking rap music because rap music sonically just sounds so good. But I'm not going to do this with every song, but I'm going to do this with this one song. And I want you to listen to me carefully. I'm going to try and read it in my best reading voice here, right? These are the lyrics of Lupe Fiasco's song daydreaming as i spy from behind my giant robot's eyes i have to keep him happy because i might fall out if he cries scared of heights so i might pass out if he flies and i keep him on autopilot because i can't drive there's room enough for one so i tell my homies they can't ride unless they're sitting on the shoulders but that's too high like no they're just they're like the double entendre in there okay but well, let, me, let me read right let's try not to step on the children the news cameras filming i'm in this walking project building and there's hoes selling hoes right around the toes and crackheads big and around the lower leg and there's crooked police that's stationed at the knees what kind of say? and they do drive bys up and down the thighs and there's a car chase going on at the waist like i mean 
come on, Xavier. We're just going into this thing. And I mean, hello. Are you recording? I'm Neil Amber Williams. No relation to Daryl, Bob, Amber. Hey, Amber. No worries at all. No, no. It's honestly awesome that like Kurt brought a guest. So the fact that Kurt was a guest outweighs any inconvenience. Yeah. Happy to. Surprised that she's hot. Just admit it. Just admit it. Oh, is there some romantic involvement here? Because then I'm impressed. Because like I was impressed that you knew people in general, but like if there's well, she's not saying anything. So if there's even if it's even on the table, if it's on the corner of the table being held in place by a glass, like if it's a remote chance. Oh my well God, done. Hate me, you know this. I'm just saying, well done. Like, We're not your friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is Kurt. This is Kurt Wilson. He's the host of uh, Underground Comedy Tonight. And you, you disturbed my poetic reading of Lupe Fiasco's yeah. daydreaming lyrics. Yeah. Oh, I love this song. Oh, that, that, oh <laughs> cut! You are onto yeah. something, yeah, my friend. You are onto a winner. Oh, yeah. He's the most awesome human I've ever met, and yes, I've met Neil Green. You're a strong second nah, place, nah, Neil. I'm, I'm not. I'm not even top ten in, in my own list. You're, you're top ten, man. Yeah, I don't. Huh? You're not top ten. No, I'm not. I met some. I met some hella cool people though. <laughs> like, I met Rick fucking Astley. No, everyone so. I know. Met Rick Astley. I met, met Rick Astley. Like to talk to, like shook his hand and shit. Yeah. Like I met fucking um, Felipe Rose from uh, the Village People as well. Like, like I don't know who that is. I know who the village people Felipe are. Rose I don't know any of the individual members. He plays members. the Native American. Right? Oh I'm not going to know. I'm just okay. I'm listening to you. So they came out for this 80s party. I remember that. Yeah, actually. the 80s rewind thing. And yeah, press conference vibes. And then... But you can't like take an Instagram he post. No. Felipe Rose. Oh, please do. And then they'll know well, who Felipe Rose is. Well, you got to say Felipe Rose from the village people. <laughs> But it was cool because he, he saw my tattoo on my wrist and he was like, oh, cool tattoo, what's it mean, blah, blah, blah. And then we Do you have a village people tattoo on your wrist? No, no, just he saw oh. a tattoo that I had. Oh, and like, okay. So he, he started chatting to me about like, yeah, tattoos. And then we started talking about like punk in the 80s in New York and shit because he was there. And like, it was just super fucking dope. And he was like, yeah, I take photos crazy, of um, tattoos. And then yeah, Rick Astley was also there and like, you know, got to meet him and like say hi. But shot, shot, shot. No, but I'm going to jump back into this thing. And I just want to, I'm saying, right? Where was I? Keep a business, just right? He says, I still got some damage on fights in the White House, but I'm going to move on here, right? And I want you to think that this was in 2006. Think about the fact that we're in 2018 now, and we have the complaints that we have now about the industry and where it's going and, uh, and like, I the mean, way we represent it, right? The complaints were always there, just under no, the no. surface. Like. Keep that in mind that in 2006, this man said, we're shooting a music video. Come on, everybody, let's make cocaine cool. We need a few more half-naked yep. women up in the pools. Yep. And hold this Mac-10 that's all covered in jewels. So you can please put your titties closer to the 22s. And where's the champagne? We need champagne. Now look as hard as you can with this blunt in your hand. Now hold up your chain slow motion through the flames. And cue the smoke machines with the simulated rain. But not too loud because the baby's sleeping. <laughs> Lupe Fiesco was talking about that. In 2006. So how sad is it that 12 years later, it's still the exact same shit? Oh, it's escalated. It's yeah. It's, it's way. It's possible. a parody of itself now. Yeah. It's but that's it. It is literally a parody of itself. Like that's what hip hop's become. Joe Budden said in Fire in the, in the last verse of Fire in 2003, he said, 
you all don't even do anything anymore. You're just applying your raps. That's why I'm glad producers charge so much for their tracks. <laughs> like in 2003, no, but he's completely right, dude. Like <laughs> pro- producers are the producers reason are why. Producers are artists now. Yeah, they are. It's the music that's the reason why the tracks back. Because the guys don't say anything anymore. I hate when people try to say, "What does DJ Kelly do?" DJ Kelly does everything. <laughs> he does. He no, I don't know how much he's right. a facilitator. Yeah, but I think DJ Khaled probably pays other people to produce tracks and put Fine, his name on it. But he's got a he's got a feel for who would sound like it together most of the time. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that's a skill. Yeah, no, agreed. That's an actual skill. No, I agree there, dude. And people were doing that behind the scenes back in the day. Yeah, he just put his name on it. Now. Yeah, because I mean, you think about DJ Drama when he presents Gangster Girls, it's effectively what he's doing. He's yeah. curating. He's cu- curating a project for you. No, of DJ Khaled is amazing at curating projects. Yeah. Okay. But I'm saying, okay. So as I'm not gonna get too deep into this Lupe Fiasco thing, right? But I'm saying on Lupe Fiasco's first album in 2006. Dude, I remember, dude. I remember that track. I remember that shit. I like vividly remember it having an effect on me and being like the reason why like I didn't like 50 Cent like like literally like Lupe Fiasco is why I was anti 50 Cent for half my life I only got into 50 as an adult because like I had this con- like this thing in my mind based on this and like fucking like uh, Tropical Quest uh, Jurassic 5 stuff like that you know yeah. like you know I went that but that's way my with point. that was in 2006 while. and yeah. since then Lupe Fiasco's never stopped being an industry insider signed to a major label that continues to put out work Mocking <laughs> and, and bringing industry, focus yeah. on the things that are wrong. On he did. Uh, well, it hasn't really changed anything. On Tetsuo and Youth, right? Yeah, but he's trying. You can't <laughs> say it hasn't changed anything. He's a voice no, but, that no, matters. No, but like, and he, okay, I couldn't say matters because he's much more marginalized now than he was then, right? And that's, but and that's something to think about because you look at guys like Karis One, you look at like even Talib Kweli and stuff. I don't like Karis One and Talib Kweli because they're too bitter about the way they went about it. Yeah, Lupe Fiasco is not bitter in the way that he's going about it, and okay. he's and and that's what I'm saying. He, but also Karis One's kind of become a bit of a nut job. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. He has become Talib Kweli has become a bit of a nut job. Actually. I haven't really kept up to date. Oh, but uh, but anyway, that's besides the point. And those are people that's music I love a lot. But like yeah. them as people, I don't like where they ended up going to. Yeah, Pete Rock, who seemed like such a serene person to me, has become quite a knob recently. But that's not the point, right? Yeah, social media shows you the side of people that don't follow. Like yeah, it's, you know like that, that saying, know. "Don't meet your heroes." Yeah, we don't got them worse than ever now. Don't follow your heroes. Yeah, bro. Like don't, dude. Like I've now. like literally uh, muted Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. Like for my time. So we had to go from heroes to those two people. But I'm saying no, because Kanye is <laughs> no, because Kanye is like someone who for a long time like oh oh. Now, you can't say you heard food and liquor and then bother to keep up with Lupe Fiasco <laughs> after that. But you were telling me the other day on this podcast that you liked Jesus. Yeah, you took the I time like out to listen to Jesus and you haven't listened to Food and Liquor 2. You haven't listened to <laughs> Tetsuo when you. I have listened to like Food and Liquor 2. I have listened to Tetsuo and Youth, but I didn't. You, whoa, whoa. So you're telling me them. you made it to track 2 on Tetsuo and Youth. You made it to track 2. Yeah, heard Mural and went, oh, that's okay. I don't think I'll listen to that again. I don't remember, like, like to be honest. Because this was when I was Let- like a teenager. No, Tetsuo and Youth was 2015. Oh, no, then I haven't heard Tetsuo and Youth. The fact that you kept up with Kanye, you muted him the other day, and didn't listen to Tetsuo and Yeah, but obviously, like, look at culture. Kanye is in front of Did did you listen to Joey Badass's Before the Dollars? What do you mean? Like, I I There's this album of Joey Badass called Before the Dollars. Oh, no, I listened to Did you listen to to Tupamba Butterfly? Yes, but I listened to old... Those albums came out within two weeks of Tetsuo and Youth. Okay. Which is an infinitely 
Monique said. Yeah, but you know eight. Kendrick's got a bit of a marketing budget behind him, right? So it's yeah, but I, 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 don't, I don't expect you to. You never tell me to read the Mail and Guardian see, to look for artists. Shouldn't be telling me that Lupe Fiasco, uh, a person who's fast. When you like, him. okay. So okay, let's do this. Today there are countless artists let's whose albums are like that I've never kept up. Okay, with. but you were defending but just because Jesus. there's too much fucking music in the world to go. But through. you're listening to Jesus. Yeah, yeah I like Jesus. You're <laughs> yeah, and that's my point. What on Jesus spoke to you? Pretty much all of it, because I also like death groups. I like the noisy shit. Like, I like the fucking just. That's what the industrial level of it. The different sounds made with rap music. I hate, like, also a lot of users as well, because I'm just like, you don't really know what you're doing here. So, Lupa is not an O that you can't say it's not socially or no, uh, on your radar. But do you think that maybe it's because he's too socially What's conscious? Nah, but that's my point. He was social. Yes, it is that he's too socially conscious. Because he was talking about. Yeah, it is actually messed up that I didn't stick with Lupe. But for now, like these days, dude, like the shit I listen to is stuff that is in, in, in two, my periphery or sent directly. In two thousand and six, Lupe on his major studio album started off the song by going, "I'm not trying to be the greatest because I hate hip hop because the way women are degraded, but too short made me laugh so like a hypocrite I played it." A hypocrite I stated, although I only recited half, omitting the word bitch, cursing I wouldn't say. That's the thing, like, he was he was counterculture, part of the culture. You can, it's, it's easy to have an opinion. So do you, okay, oh actually, okay. It's easy to have an opinion wait, wait. on why hip hop is shit, when you are, uh, are anti in Hillcrest. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It's yeah. a different thing to say hip hop is shit, but I'm a hip hop artist. And I'm gonna continue to be one. And, and you're benefiting from it. And, and yeah. a bit, but I still have problems with it. And that's the yeah, thing. But that's Lupe's, Lupe's coming do, with these messages. Okay, I do the same shit like within comedy and within like all the industries I'm a part of, but yeah, but, but with less lyricism. Right? But and that's the key. Two things. Lupe has achieved a level of success while doing that. Yeah. Number one. Hey, I'll, I'll and number two, success. when the heat and number two, festivals in its tenth year. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, and it's taken over this whole fucking city. No, but you're missing the point. Lupe has been doing that, and and here's the key. He, oh, wait, I know the lyrics to this song. He is a phenomenal rapper. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he doesn't just and his music is good. He's not just making the socially conscious songs that are hard to listen to. Like they have replay value. <laughs> and if you like rap, the man can rap. I don't care who you like in rap. Daryl cannot battle Lupe. Like it's gonna be a pro Lupe will out rap pretty much. Anyone. Yeah, he's got you. And and now we're in the age of everybody going. Black Thought is amazing. Like we fucking know, dude. That's fucking like annoying as fuck. Like next, like honestly, really, that's true. annoying. When people yeah. come to you now and say Black Thought is amazing, you find that annoying. Dude, it's like people saying like fucking Tech Nine can rap. Yeah, okay, but do you know why I'm asking you in that tone? Why? Because you're the same person that tells me you don't listen to Lupe. Lupe raps at a Black but Thought level I know, of rapping. But once again, I don't listen to Black Thought, but like, because I mean, I'm not that interested, but at the same time, I know Black Thought can fucking rap. Like, it's not like this weird thing of like, oh wow, this guy dropped a freestyle that's completely and utterly surprising. It's like, yeah, he yes. can do that. That's the thing he does. <laughs> he has that in his wheel. No, no, he doesn't just have that. He's been doing that for damn near that's since 97 he he's been like, doing that. So that's what annoys me. It's just that where people are like blown away by artists who so like, have been so doing that thing the whole time. But now so Lupe, if you're into that, so listen to that. So Lupe, yeah, but that's what I'm telling you about fucking Lupe right now. I'm saying, but when people come to me now and go, yo, 
Black Thought can rap. He said, and I'm like, if you've been wanting to hear rap like that, Black Thought has been fucking rapping like that for all this time. So I'm saying it's almost hurtful to me that we, me and you are sitting here and having this conversation and you don't listen to Lupe. Because Lupe is rapping about the shit that you like. Yeah, He's but not rapping I listen about- to rap music about shit I don't like. <laughs> I listen to French Montana all the fucking time, dog. I listen to uh, that shit gratuitously. So what? Like, so so then, so then. <laughs> I am part uh, of the problem. <laughs> so can can you see where I'm going to with this? Then can you you can see where I'm going to? With this? Where are we going with this? Then I'm saying if you yourself are listening to French Montana and Twenty One Savage, but like, it's also okay. how do you expect me? No, it's not okay. Because it's it's okay. You can listen to as many people as you want to, right? Yeah. But I'm saying it's hard for a person. It's hard for me to get Black Thought his respect before uh, arbitrary Funk Master Flex freestyle. Because before that Funk Master Flex freestyle, if somebody came to me and said Eminem can rap, and I went, sure, have you had Black Thought? They'd be like, nah, I don't listen to that. I don't listen to that backpack of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're 100% correct. So that's what I'm saying. So now I'm talking about industry-wide. The people that need to know that Lupe can rap already know that he can rap. And the people that need to know that his music is good already know that his music is good. The problem is me trying to get other people that are interested in similar music to now listen to Lupe. But isn't that always just the struggle like to go from I couldn't get people to listen to Black Thought until the other day because Because Funk was the Flex co-signed it. Yeah, because the the internet said it was good. Because the internet said it was good. Up until then, the same way I feel about Lupe now, I feel about... I feel like that about so many other artists. Dude, I I feel like that about like South African artists a lot because I've been writing about them forever and and now they're getting their props. But my point is this. No, but sometimes I feel like that about an artist. Like I felt like that. I still feel like that about most Def, right? But most Def, since he came out, Music was on a trajectory where I can't actually go, oh, it's still okay now. <laughs> it's not okay. Like, the first <laughs> album was amazing, and that's when I was trying to get everybody to listen well, to it. Well, uh, Black Star. No, that's a separate project. Black oh. Star is a separate... What I'm saying, uh, oh, Black on both sides. Okay, yeah. I'm talking about most Def himself, okay. right? Even, even Talib, like, definitely, I was trying to put people onto, like, them when they came out. But then the music, the music oh. don't match up now. It's weird, it's weird now for me to try and get you to listen to it, right? But I'm saying Lupe. But you say Lupe stayed on the level the whole time. The whole fucking time. Okay, his last project wasn't great. Okay. And there's a song with Sketchy Bongo in there. Did you know that? No. See, you really haven't kept it. Lupe he... got a song with Sketchy well, Bongo. I was going to say, where did Sketchy get the song from? But Lupe did it with him. Yeah. No, it's me, because there was that controversy where Sketchy basically used a um, Creative Commons track on SoundCloud, changed it up a little bit, and then that's now a Lock and Roll song. Oh, is it? I yeah. Mean, I'm mad about all the, this stuff. The, I'm mad. Bro, the Kifnas If we've accepted people biting actual lyrics and flows, and if we're okay with people writing for each other, then I can't be mad or sketchy but, for doing that. Like, the whole thing's a weird fucking A comedian got caught last week literally stealing jokes from somebody else, and the internet said, we don't fucking well, care. In, yeah, <laughs> so why must I care well, I mean, about what A German, a German doing, comedian, right? didn't he get called out on like social media as well, like for stealing jokes? Yeah, but no one cares. That's the thing. Since no one cares about the creative content and who owns the intellectual property, why but must how, I care? But how do you feel about well, as a creative? Well done to whoever steals. Feel, like, steal, I'm going to steal more now. <laughs> yes. But how do you feel about... In the like, back. <laughs> isn't, isn't that a bit contradictory if you think that Lupe Fiasco and his mission and what he's about is that he's a lone voice standing up against us and everybody else is like, ah, I don't give a fuck. Right. And then you're going to turn around and say, with this other shit that's in something you're not as passionate about, ah, 
a lot no, of everyone else is doing it. I don't give a fuck. No, but I am as passionate about comedy as when this guy got exposed for stealing. I was so happy. I was like, fucking finally. Yeah. Finally, but the original the... artist. And he never got caught by a random. Yeah. The original artist that he stole from him directly. Came at him directly and said, yo, I can see what you're doing. And like, I was standing in a back clapping like, finally. Because let me tell you something. The stealing of material in comedy is so prevalent that it's an accepted industry standard. And as a person... No, but it's like... Okay, I guess it is. It's an accepted industry standard. There's a person whose name I'm not going to say because I've been accused of hate for pointing this out. There's a person that's entire fucking career <laughs> is based on stealing material now and they have a stellar career based on the fact that they stole outright stole material in the beginning so i was like i was i was oh what's happening bob when i got caught stealing and i was like yes it's exposing season i was like i'm gonna wait for this to die down and then i'm gonna expose like mad people like I, see, i've actually got yeah, dude, clips. i've been thinking about i've got clips well. of the, the comedian doing the material and a clip of the original but he's a local dude Yep. Mad local dudes, bruh! And okay. I was just gonna play them side by side because I was like, I was waiting for Twitter to fucking crucify them. Dude, in the and then I was right there. I was gonna give it like two days break. And then I was right behind him. You know what? And you know what Twitter told me? Do you know what the industry told me? Do you know what everyone said? No one cares. We don't care. We like that he stole. We still like him. Because they, like, listen the, to they the, like the people. Listen to the craziness of you, we still those, like him. Those same people. Are you saying you don't give a fuck what Sketchy Bongo did? Nah, I don't because care now. Drake got Drake got caught for not writing his own lyrics. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah. The internet said we don't give a fuck. Yeah. I can't tell you. The internet. Drake got caught. One of the biggest artists in the world got caught for being. Do you I mean, remember? Do you remember I'm, how Millie Vanilli got fucking slaughtered <laughs> back in the day? Do you remember how Millie Vanilli got? Millie Vanilli. Like, no, but do you remember like how they got fucked up for? For, having for not being a different thing to me, bruh. For not doing a different thing. So when Drake got caught, I was so happy. I was in the back clapping. Yeah! Finally! And you know what happened? Now the industry told me, we don't give a fuck. And his next album that came out after that there, numbers through the roof. People continued. Because you're still in the public consciousness. But that's just the, the tra- from keeping your principles. I know, I keep my yeah. principles. But my principles are mine. But it does... Yeah. I will never... I won't steal a joke. I've never stolen a joke. Yeah. But it is discouraging, like... <laughs> I've had jokes see. stolen from me. Plenty. I can name other... I can name artists now. I can name comedians that arts. come here and do jokes in front of me that I'm like, I wrote that joke. <laughs> I told that joke last week. Right? So I'm saying, my principles is intact. What I feel about the world... What I publicly say is very different from what I feel inside. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So I'm... Never gonna be counterculture as a comedian because I'm a working comedian. Yeah. So for me to make money as a comedian, yeah. I have to respect yeah, the yeah. way the industry works. Yeah, and if the situational constraints. So I'm saying if the industry is saying we're fine with everyone stealing jokes, I can't fucking care then. Yeah. <laughs> like it's weird for me to care. But the Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Amy Schumer's still popular. She openly stole. Amy yeah. Schumer got she got really? caught now, bro. And she's still uh, and she's still working, no Dane problem. Cook? She's gonna continue to work, no problem. Yeah. You know who really Dane Cook was a bit Unless you're Carlos Mencia. Oh, really there's a couple yeah. of no, there's a couple of people that really got shit for it, bro. Like no, it affected dude, Dane, them negatively. Oh, but Dane Cook's career is totally fine. Well, he didn't have much to begin with. What do you mean? His comedy career is bigger I than can't believe like you're every South African. When we finish took. when I press stop on this recording here, yeah, I'm gonna tell you all the story. I can't believe you don't remember the story. Like a South African 
Yes. The fact that y'all don't remember this story is wild to me. Which story? I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm, I'm I, not I know gonna a few stories. Like no, this is the biggest one. But we'll talk well, just after. The this. shit was wild. And in it was South so, Africa, but it was yeah. so lucky oh, for me. If I was a listener, I'd be so pissed. I'd be like, well, because listeners story. probably know. It, I got a chance to speak to the person, the other person that was involved, the person that got stolen from, and he told me. Are you talking about David Cow? No. And he told me <laughs> in confidence, and that's why I'm never gonna. He told me, yeah, dude stole from me. Joey Razdin told you someone stole from him. Who stole from him? Nobody. Trevor Noah stole from Joey Razdin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that the story. We're gonna discuss that as well litmus. after the thing. Delete that, by the way. I'm deleting. Fuck all. You said it now. This is cut. Not. This is your key to freedom. And you know what? You know what? Don't no, don't no. pull a Russell Peters. Now people will know don't that. don't remove don't Peters. say it and then remove the video. Russell Peters did that. Do you remember? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he, he said that? he was doing it was just a joke. He said it was just a joke. Did it seem like he was joking? What? Did it seem like he was joking? He paid the fuck off. Yes, they could. Yeah, he got squashed. There were definitely some. There were definitely some conversations that happened between some managers. Let me explain something to you. Do you know when there's a rap beef, like a real rap, not this shit that happens yeah, now. Yeah. You know the rap beefs back in the day, do you know the rap beefs got ended? The rap beefs got ended because my boss phoned your boss and said, Yo, <laughs> stop rapping about these things because now we're going to have to start shooting each other. Exactly. And we don't want to start it's shooting one another. So what happened was when Nero came out, so when Nero came with that story, his people reached out to his people and was like, yo, not my man. How much you want? Just, just, yeah. Let's just, let's just squash that whole issue. Let's just talk numbers. Oh, I'm taking, don't even try and listen to this podcast later on and yeah, this conversation because it's not going to be in there. Neil knows how to protect himself. Yeah, yeah 100%. That's 100%. Oh, you're going to leave me in I'm going to leave you, I'm going to leave you saying that it's, it's just going to play like elevator music. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> but this is why, this is why I need to do And we're back. <laughs> See, that's why I need to do this podcast with someone who doesn't have a career to worry about. We <laughs> can actually talk about shit. Oh, I keep, I keep all of our conversations. I've kept them all. Uh, so one day, future, like, future yeah, releases. like, if I, if I decide, fuck it, I'm, 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 I'm going to go be a, I'm going to, I'm going to go back and work in construction. Our conversation that we had last week about Dr. Dre and T-Boz was so funny. I had to cut it out. But that shit was so funny. But I would never say that now as a public figure. Even though I fully believe it. I would never publicly say it. But I've kept it for when I don't care anymore. <laughs> and I'm going to leak it. Okay, so let's try to get back into the podcast. Let's try to get back into the podcast. We've spoken about Lupe forever. Do you feel like you've given him enough I can't. Pop? I can't give... Not the problem with a musician... The problem in musician is that no matter how much I tell you and no matter how much I read shit to you or how much I try and convince you until to you go, listen to go it listen if like if you go listen and listen to Lupe Fiesco's li- will, Little Weapon actually go through if you go listen to Little Weapon a song about school shootings um, child the child soldiers the old like the nine ten year old olds that get See, employed just, by the dictators but, but that's just not fun shit. Yeah, but you don't only listen to music for fun shit. The best music is depressing music. Marley is depressing. No, no. I almost it's exclusively good. listen to sad fucking music, Ixie. See, I kind of just listen to podcasts and shit I want to DJ with these days. No, dog, I love... And Ixie, music I have to Let me something to you. I love playing uh, fucking Takeoff and 21 Savage in my car when I feel like that. Yeah. I love playing I'm loud, you, I'm pointless some, music. Dude, I love playing loud, pointless music. It's the best music, eyes. right? But I'm saying... When I'm sitting and it's my time to fall into a project, I will sit and listen to an album 
almost in cool. full most this times. I skip like once or But that shit is depressed. I only listen to sad music, right? Okay, this brings me. Music is moods. And my I'm always feeling reflective. I, even a song that you don't think is sad, a song I must talk to you, bro. When I listen to Jay Z's song Cry, like, I get fully emotional. Because I don't understand the whole thing of what he's talking about, but I understand enough of the narrative of that. that. Like, I lived through that, like a different version of that. And I don't, sometimes your songs that's not even like openly sad, like, it's not about sadness. But yo, I don't, see, I don't listen to. There's very few rap artists that I listen to. I'm gonna be honest, when I sit and I listen to my music, I fucking like it. I love the Universal Social Club, right? I play that shit. Hard. <laughs> Like, do you know how many times <laughs> I like Thievery Corporation? I like um, okay, this weird. Like, I, I love listening to music I've never heard before. Okay. That's my favorite kind of music. Music Sorry. I've never heard before. Let's get into our, uh, one of our other topics. Yeah. Our top five Durban albums. Because I'm actually on the Durban album thing. Yeah. There's a band, and there's actually a couple of. Can acts. I take the situation left? <sighs> wow. I'm going to take it left, right? Okay. Because I was trying to do my top five Durban albums, right? Okay. And I had done them. Okay. And I came with them last week. Yeah. And, and now they've week, changed. No, they haven't changed. What happened is last week, when we were having this conversation about top five Durban albums, before we got to the point of having that conversation, we discussed Nasty C's bad hair. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, it should be in the conversation. It's a Durban album. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But then, I, I don't know that album that well. I know it pretty well. I don't know what they're but it's no, not. But listen, it's not in my top five. Mm, now we're getting to what I'm getting to. So in this week, I went and listened to it two times in full, like while I was driving around. I listened to it two times the whole way through, and then I tried to pick out the songs that I liked the most. And you know what? Not that many. It's not a great album. I need to actually go back and listen to it. But uh, see, I'm being real with you. I think the thing is about it, it's for the time, for what he was doing for him. It is actually a really good album. No, you're talking about hype now. Because it's Night Rider Theory, and I've told you about Night Rider Theory before, bruh. Sometimes something comes along, and for a specific time, that thing seems amazing. But then when time has passed... Because, yeah, it speaks for the time. That's yes, but when we, time has gone past, and we revisit that. Okay, let me, let me go back and give it another listen. Because, and <laughs> I'm going to tell you some nerdy shit. I started a spreadsheet, an Excel spreadsheet, with weighted scores for what I think makes a great rap album. Based on our conversation we had last week. Okay. And I said, I'm oh, actually, such a fucking nerd. I'm a top nerd. I honestly, I was like, no, I want to put bad hair through that with you scoring it. Some of the categories that I chose, and there's a lot okay. of categories. I do, I'll do it I, for I've, next got, week. I've got commercial, commercial response, I've got critical uh, reception. Right, I've got replayability. Okay. I've got quotables. We need to come to me with quotables, bruh. Because for me, a rap album, rapping is on there. Like there's a tech nine yeah, scale yeah, yeah, where yeah. I go to actually <laughs> tech, the tech, tech nine, nine scale. scale. Because tech nine is tech, it out of nine. But no, but then content to me is as important as that. Because for example, yeah. tech nine raps amazingly. Yeah, he's a rapper, he rap motherfucker. But his content's not correct. And then there's other O's that don't rap as well that have quotables. When I say good dude, what's the next line? Good dude. You know she love me like cooked food. Even though a nigga gotta move like a crook move. Come on, I don't, know, I don't know what song There is a quintessential... I'm just, it's in the front of my brain because I'm talking about it now. That's Jay-Z's song cry. Oh, okay. It's a basic rap song. But it's so quotable. I'm disappointed that you don't know the quotable. Like, anybody. Okay, but anyway. Sorry, I don't know okay, Jay-Z's catalog as deep as you. I know a fucking reasonable yeah. doubt, like, with the back of my hand, but sure. 
Anyway, back to the point. So you, I was trying like, to. You always know like the fucking shit that's like on like the albums that that like that people don't listen to. But I'm saying like Nasty C's bad here for me, okay. right? Yes, it encompassed the time, and we were talking about this with TRO. Like TRO's album was the one of the most important albums that ever happened Before to album music. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm gonna put it in a conversation lyrically with anything else. In fact, I know the answer to that. But I'm saying <laughs> Nasty C's actually is in the TRO category to me. Where Nasty C did so much, he did so much with that album. Yeah, so much good shit came out of it. On the new, on the Carter's album, the one with Jay Z and and Beyonce. Do you know that they reference Nasty C on the? Hell no, they do that whole. They do that. It's one of the hooks, bruh. That's how much impact that album had, right? But yeah, I mean, it got, go him, back, it got him to sway. It got him. Like, cool, yeah. but if we go back now already. And start looking at that album and putting it through a, a, a stringent criteria, judging it on a, as a rap album, not as a local album, not as whatever. I'd still put it in my top five double albums, off impact, off impact. Oh yeah, but off I mean, impact is in my top five. Okay, but for the thing is, so when we said we we're doing top five double albums, we're talking we're musically talking about, to me. We're talking personal, yeah. like there you go. So that's why it's not in my top five. Like yeah, it's. Culturally, I could definitely, like, I mean, I think you have to kind of put it in there. It's done the most, yeah. like, you know, in recent 100%. history. But for me... Is he, the most, is he the most famous artist out of Durban? At the moment, probably. No, I'm saying all time. Who else has come out of Durban that's had that that's had this level of success? Also, do you think that it's money that's helping uh, our, our artists out now? Like, we'll get further, get bigger. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but also, like, uh, uh, listen, like the fact that it's okay, selling okay. is what's helping as okay. well. In the days of profits of the city, the yeah. gap between global rap music and local rap music seemed like such yeah, a... But, okay, but didn't Nasty make... Nice exposure. No, yeah, but, yes. but the thing is, in terms so of... So I'm saying, like, now these are also phoning up Black Thought to come be on my album. Like, that, to yeah. me, didn't seem... But maybe he's just doing it because he's getting paid. And also because for them, it looks cool to be coming to South Africa. It's different markets for them to be no, featured definitely. on those tracks. Oh, and, like and, it's and, a good idea. Oh, yeah, like and, if, you're, and if you're an international Black American, artist, those are very Africa-centric at the moment. Exactly. And, and then... They have, you heard, have you heard Sire the Prince's song, New Africa? No. <laughs> Go listen to Sire's album. Bro. Like as a person that... As a person that likes rap, you should go listen to that album. But anyway, it's great. You need to send me some links. As much as I hate that album now. Okay, but I want to get into top five. Do you have your top five? I do have my top five. Okay, mine's not exactly the one that I put down here because I remembered that there's a new album. Ooh, you're going new, bro. Yeah. Mine are almost exclusively like old albums, bro. So what would it, this? What is this podcast? Live from the Winston. There we go. Yeah. We have top five songs to find too. Oh, I have a very new top one that's in there. I mustn't say that. I have a very new one that's in here. Okay, I think we can both agree Big Idea is Hotbox. That's on mine. Yeah. That's on mine, definitely. As in the album, it still pretty much holds up. Like, the tracks are anthems. Like, you hear, like, any of those songs and you know... But it matters only to me and that kind of hurts me. That also goes to my earlier point about recognition. I'm quite grateful that a lot of my friends listen to Big Idea. Like, a lot of the people, like, I still... Do you have a copy of that album? Because I do not have a copy of that album. I don't think I have it anymore, but I can probably get it. If you can, bro. I've got, I really I've got it on a hard drive somewhere. I just don't have Why am I asking you? I can ask Jets. I'm sure Jets got it. I can ask Quincy. Like one of them got a fucking copy of that. But yeah, I've, asked, not I've asked Quincy before, back. though. I asked Quincy for a link because he was in Joburg that time. They don't, so like, I don't know if it's online. Like, Why would it not be on? Oh, we're coming to one of mine. We're going to come into one of mine. We're going to talk about okay. that. 
But so about yeah, an online thing. It's a big idea for you. I mean, big obviously idea, there's probably like because you're colored, like more of a connection or like I don't know if it's because I'm colored. Not what I mean. Well, because I like what, rap music. Basically, what I wanted to ask actually is, as a colored person, one of my albums on here, one of the albums that is my one of my favorite albums of all time, and or obviously out of Durban, is not music I would listen to otherwise. Okay. It's just it, it hits so hard to me. See, like. In fact, let me say, it's the self-titled album by City Bone Misers. See, I... That album's definitely my top five. Uh, no, okay. I want to hear your case against City Bone Misers. Not against City Bone Misers at yeah. all, because I've got City Bone Misers lights out on my top five, even though obviously the self-titled is a better album. The yeah. problem is with the self-titled is that it's not an album, it's a collection of songs. Like, whoa, whoa. Light, no, no, I'm sorry, sorry. I'm not talking about the... I'm to, is it Lights Out? Is It's the first album. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. The one with wrong foot at number. Wrong foot and the. No, that was. That's so that was the made. second album. About uh, yourself. That's, oh, yes. No, it, it's great. Mark's Looking vocals on back on. on oh, dude, okay, the vocal it. hooks, everything, dude. That, Is that lights out? Yeah. No, yes. no, that's not lights out. That's the second album. That was, um, I think it was just their self-titled. That's the side, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I was right then. No, okay, cool. it's a great, like, lots it's of... It's a magnificent album. Dude, so good. Oh, so many great shit. songs. I just, like, you know like you, how you know when Again, the song sausage is made? Like, nah, I disagree. Like, I, if I was around that process at no, all, so I could what, one of For me, Lights Out had a more, like, um, in terms of memories and in terms of how it impacted me. Yeah. I, see, I didn't know them before Lights Out. I kind of knew them when they released it. I didn't know them at all. And I became friends with the guys. And so it's harder for me to like put the music that I like heard them make and... I disagree with that strongly. No, I'm I saying for like me personally, like yeah. it's just a weird thing to like, cause I toured with them when they like, you know, we're playing these songs and stuff and I love them dearly, but I've got a nostalgia factor to the stuff before because oh, okay, okay, I wasn't okay, okay. there for okay. it necessarily. No, it was I mean, the stuff that made me fans of them. I've, I've been in the studio. But I think that their new, like their, actually I think their EP, No Big Deal, is yeah. their best shit by a fucking no, gloriously but for, long margin. But you see for me, okay, okay, okay. you What's see for me it's a situation of what reaches you, right? And like, have you, I, have you I have no interest no, in this music genre at all. Dude, I have okay, no interest. Dude, in if you love the self-titled and you haven't heard No Big Deal yet, you are doing yourself a disservice. But how would I listen to it? Because it's, it's not on, anywhere to listen. It is. It's on. That's on the what? only thing they have on SoundCloud. It's the only thing they have on the internet anymore. Oh, sound. No, they, they, their shit is on um, Google oh, Play Music, bruh. What, the whole album? No. Yeah, that's what I mean. No. Like, <laughs> you can't it's get, you can't find the whole album of anything except for No Big Deal, and it's oh, on SoundCloud. Is it and on SoundCloud? I, and I highly recommend. I would have thought to look on SoundCloud for the bra. Go listen to it. It's really good. Like, it's really okay. Shot. Thank good. you. But I'm just if saying that's their best release. Okay, but I'm saying like, and I, I know that like, um, what's we call it? That their self-titled is better than uh, No Big uh, than Lights Out. Yeah. I know that it is. But like for me, just the that album factor. hit me for a fucking six because it's I'm not so interested in the music. But as I said earlier, it's so good. I man. like listening to Kurt, the new music, right? Like Kurt knew how to write fucking melodies Yo, really fucking that, well, Matt as well. And a, I, the cool thing about chatting about this is the next what? band I'm gonna bring up yeah. is actually a side project of two of the guys from Sable Marzos. Yeah, it was ours. Um, oh, you should the. Did you read Durban is yours? They released an album called As You Were. Do read Durban is yours intermittently. Intermittently. I share your shit all the time, bro. Nah, I know. Yeah. But so Matt and Ali, 
Uh, Matt was the bassist, Ellie was the other guitarist. Right. Now, Ellie and Kurt from City Ball were cousins. Okay. Uh, so that's how that kind of kicked off, yeah. kicked off there. Um, but then, yeah, so Matt and uh, Ali really fucking like a band called the Get Up Kids. And they basically made a band that sounded kind of like that with a lot of other punk influences. <laughs> that's like, though, but I mean, like, that's the way you would do it. Well, yeah, no, I mean, they love pop punk, they're connoisseurs of the genre. And then, yeah, Russell from Gogo Bronco joined them. All the pop punk, is, is that what you call it? All the songs that I know that I like like that come to me from video games. Like, yeah. I like Jimmy Eat World's yep. Pain from a video game. Yeah, that's pop and punk I like, or like third wave emo. Okay, but that's like. what I'm saying. There's lots of music like that, but like just songs. It's like Citizen Kane, like just one fucking song because it's on yep. some skateboarding. Tony Hawk's, yep. basically any Tony Hawk soundtrack song that's on there. Yeah. I like, there's no bad music on a Tony Hawk soundtrack. No. Like, in my mind. Right, but <laughs> listen to me like now what I'm saying. I'm just trying but, to get lyrics now, but yeah. But other than that, there's nothing, there's no, I would never sit down, I would never walk into jet music or rhythmic beats back in the day and buy a fucking Queens of the Stone Age album. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> I would never do that. So for me, that City Bow Miser's album was so mad because the O handed it to me. The dude handed it to me. Marty. Yeah, Marty was like, yo, because he told me I'm in a band. <laughs> like, yeah, no, like, he came to a yeah, comedy show. Yeah, he your shirt, yeah. yeah like, Marty digs you. Like, and know. You, you know, the whole time you've been talking about Lupe Fiasco, I was yeah. thinking about him. Because yeah. Marty loves Lupe. Marty can talk Lupe. Marty but can you talk have to, because Lupe like, is one of those, oh, like, if you give it the time to, like, get into the discography, it's a fucking black hole of excellence, my friend. What's it? It is, though, like, it's just... Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Like saying, Shut I mean, up, you, Red Dwarf, like man. Okay, <laughs> so anyway, Ali and um, Hours, you said. Matt got together and they yeah. created this band called Hours. Yeah. And they put out this album. Is and it on Google Play Music? It's on Bandcamp. What so the you fuck can, is Bandcamp? What do you mean, what the fuck is Bandcamp? I don't know what Bandcamp, Bandcamp is. Bandcamp's like the dopest like, way to get music. Like it's. Is it on iPhone? You can get it on anything. But oh really? You basically, can get it on you can, yeah, you can pay whatever you want for a lot of albums. Like it's what? literally like. I don't know about this thing until right now. Yeah, so. and then they also the cool thing about Bandcamp is they pay more than almost any streaming service. Like well, like if you buy from Google or any of those motherfuckers, they yeah. take a way bigger percentage than Bandcamp does. That's why I use Bandcamp so that I'm gonna check it out. Money. I'm gonna check it out. Um, okay, but uh, look, it's okay. almost time for me to go, so yeah, we're not gonna get through five. Yeah, right. but I just want to quickly give you some lyrics from this album. Alright, uh, cool. If I could just fucking find the lyrics. Okay, I can't check the lyrics on here, but one of the lines in a song called Some Days Most Nights is I'll chain smoke because hey, why the fuck not? I'm living in the goddamn moment and I'll keep drinking far too much because life's intoxicating and I'm just not feeling drunk enough. Mm, mm, mm. My man. So, I'm gonna go eat this one. Yeah, dude. I'm you, gonna go you, check it out. So see. that's what I was thinking about as one of the emotional bands that like like if you want to listen to a band that makes you feel sad, yeah. like that will that song will make you feel sad. No, like, I'm a kid. It's talking I like, that like shit, about like real shit and like just yeah, the whole album's super dope. And one of the things that I think, like they were really. But no, you're talking about lyrics. Nothing resonated more with me than the line, the music that we loved was never played, played on local radio stations. Well, the music that we loved was never, was never played, played on local radio. And the, uh, yeah, that's that. And also they had another one that. The music. That, <laughs> I mean, the music. That's I mean, it's so it's, it's so wait. profound. that a band on their album is doing a song about how they started off in this industry on so a bad the wrong thing. foot. And <laughs> yes, yeah. because even when they look back at the music they liked, they never 
Hey guys, Sam, you have to go. Yeah, let's go. But with that, can I throw in my closing one? Wait, what was the line you just said? Because they had another line with oh, the music that's making it is live and not on TV. Is also another one of the lines. They like. Listen to I feel like that song was inspired by Lupe Fiasco State Run Radio, a song about how if radio stations are run by the states, they could never actually be trustworthy. Fair enough. Yeah. Like that's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but anyway, go listen to State Runner. But before I go, I want to hit you with one that I know you're gonna have a problem with. So really? I want to leave you with it. I want you to have some time to formulate your defense to <laughs> okay. when I come back, because it is one of the most important and my, one of my I'm favorite why I'm gonna hate Durban-based this. albums. Ever. I fucking love Easy Freak's album, bro. Oh, why would I hate that? They're good. I don't know. I feel like they're really good. It's re- no, bro. It's really good. Yeah. They're really good. <laughs> like, 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 legit. <laughs> no, I don't have any issues with Easy Freak at all. Really? Like, I thought, why did I think you did? I don't know. Like, they make really good It's music. weird that I thought that you had a problem like, with Like, that fucking album the, is the, amazing. The, the, the only issue I'd have is that they're a bit too good. This <laughs> <laughs> is really good, he said. Like, it is that level of pop music that's, like, so poppy that you're like. You can't fucking, like, ignore its greatness, bro. Yeah. Like, but that's, that's for me. Those are the most powerful that's, songs. That's the thing. Jude is like he was in a band called Calls of Juniper. See, I think, you said you said his names. Like, they, I do not know anyone from the actual band. He's an Indian guy, and then the white guy. It's an Indian dude. Gone. Yeah, I don't know that. Actually, the, I don't know anything about what you're telling me now. Okay, I've this band because I've seen them play live. So let, that talks to my state of mind at that time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. But like, anyway, they're also it. like a decent live act. Like I was trying to say, probably had a good talk that we never got to see, we never got to fully finish it. So I put three out. We need to come back with the rest, but we're gonna pick it up next week. Cool. Uh, next week, Carvin says he's gonna be here. I'm gonna invite Jet here. It's also the fucking World Cup, and people want to watch football, so we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. But I dig to chat to him, yeah, about his music in general, cause cool dude. Locker, we out. <laughs>